Welcome to the Searching for Meaning podcast. My name is Gonzalo, and I'm joined by my brother, Tiago. Welcome. Greetings. And in today's episode, actually, I'm going to pass the mic over to Tiago right away and, you know, let you start this one off. Yes, thank you. Give me the mic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to start should. off by talking. I remember we're going to talk about the philosopher Immanuel Kant. If, uh, I think most of you probably know it if you follow our, our page and philosophy in general. is a very influential philosopher but basically what i really want to talk about him is his daily routine kant was really known because well not known but there's this interesting curiosity about him that for 40 years or something like that his daily routine was always the same and and i'm going to read an excerpt from his biography that really details what his routine was just so we have an idea of it so he got up at 5 a.m. His servant, his servant, Martin Lampe, who worked from him for at least 40 years, would wake him up. Uh, Kant was proud that he never got up even half an hour late, even though he found it hard to get up early. It appears that during his early years, he did sleep in at times. After getting up, Kant would drink one or two cups of tea. With that, he smoked a pipe of tobacco. The time he needed for smoking it was devoted to meditation. Apparently, Kant had formulated the maxim for himself that he would smoke only one pipe. But it is reported that the bowls of pipes increased considerably in size as, he, as the years went on. <laughs> he then prepared his lectures and worked on his books until 7 a.m. His lectures began at 7 a.m. and they would last until 11 a.m. With the lectures finished, he worked again on his writings until lunch, then go out to lunch, take a walk, and spend the rest of the afternoon with his friend, Green. After going home, he would do some light work and read, and repeats, rinse and repeats for 40 years. This is what he did every single day. And... I think most people's initial reaction to reading this is like, wow, that's, that seems very boring. How can someone <laughs> live a life that's the same for 40 years, you know? I, and certainly that was my reaction initially. But now that I'm thinking about it, especially with this whole quarantine situation, my days right now are all basically the same. And I, I think I would have expected it to be boring or something more tiresome and maybe not as ideal. But the truth is that I feel like I could do this for the rest of my life. And that is because the habits I have in place now, they fulfill me, you know, they give me a sense of purpose, of happiness. And I think the, what I got to get at is if you have the right uh, habits in place and in your life, you don't really need anything else besides that to, to get this sense of accomplishment and purpose. Because you already are, if, if they are the right habits, you're already working every day towards improvement. And that's, for most people, I, I venture to say, is enough for living a, a life of purpose and happiness. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like the biggest, you know, just giving a little disclaimer. Uh, of course, Tiago is not saying you don't need any social interaction or anything like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not saying like you can just go into a mountain and, you know, have the perfect yeah, even habits. Yeah, he his friend, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, depending on who you are, that will vary how much social interaction you need for that fulfillment as well. But I think this just shines a light on how much people were, you know, using other things to distract themselves from that thing or that feeling that was missing. And now that they cannot go towards that those distractions anymore, they're kind of forced to, you know, to look inside for how painful that is and see that, you know, something here is missing and I can't go to the bar. I can't just go and chill with my friends for four hours. I can't go even to the gym. I can't go anywhere, even though, you know, the gym would be a very healthy habit maybe that's not the best thing but you know more on the sense of you know going partying uh, drinking maybe even foods that are, you can't have access to right now um 
I think it does shine a light on how much we were using that or some people were using, a lot of people were using that for distracting themselves and for finding, not finding that sense of fulfillment, but from distracting themselves from, you know, the lacking of that feeling, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think this is a, a very, it can be, it can be good and bad because if you don't uh, realize what was lacking in your life and what you have been covering up, it can become worse because you can always cover it up with just Netflix and, and YouTube, you know, in today's society, it's very easy to get distracted. So you can yeah. either spend this time doing that or you can really like open your eyes and, and see what was happening in your daily life. Because for most people, I think most people are finding that the excuse that they didn't have time wasn't a valid one because now we have all the time in the world for most people. Yeah. And yeah. maybe we're still not doing the things we, we believe we should be doing and we think would be helpful for our lives. So what's the problem here? You know, what do the people, what, so what's lacking in people's lives? I think this is the question all of us must ask ourselves because it's never going to be about time. You know, time is, you, you can never say, I don't have yeah. time for this. That, that's just a lie. You decide what you dedicate your time to. You can say like, oh, no, but I have a job. You choose to have that job. You know, oh, but it's more complicated yep. than that. I have a family. Sure, okay. But it's still your decision to support your family. I'm not saying that's something you shouldn't do. But it all starts with recognizing that it's all in our hands to change the situation we're in. It's not up. It's, this is one of like the core principles of stoicism. You want to get, you want to focus on the things you can change, on what's in your power. And for that to happen, you must first recognize yeah. that it is your power to lead your life. Absolutely. It's at the end of the day, it's always in our hands for, you know, it's like that uh, in the sense that you, you never or not always do you control the external, but you always control how you're going to react to that. And I was listening to an interesting podcast today. Uh, I know it's, it's, it sounds like probably the least or the most far out thing from stoicism and from this we're discussing, but it was called chatting with a male exotic model. So a guy that's like strips. But he was telling his story and he pretty much, he, he was a construction worker when he was 19. And at one point he was in the barber shop, like super tired. He just finished his shift, just getting his hair cut. And he saw a guy come in that was a male stripper. And, he, you know, he started talking to him and he was like, okay, how can I get that job? He was, he really wanted that job. But, well, first of all, he was very skinny and he was very, you know, insecure. So the guy just told him, well, first of all, you got to put on some muscle. You got to build that body. And so for this guy, for the next two years... That's all he did. His focus was, okay, I'm, I need, I want to become a stripper, so I'm going to build that perfect body. And, he, you know, he was texting with the other guy, asking advice, all that. Once he got to a certain point where, you know, the other guy told him, okay, you're good to do this now. Then he started doing the, you know, the stripping and improving and all that. But just to show, you know, maybe this is, it sounds like a ridiculous example, but look at that fucking mental fortitude to go, oh, sorry, my phone is ringing. Let me just, um, for, you know, for that to happen to, for two years for you to imagine that you're in a job you hate and for the next two years you're going to keep doing that until you build enough you know of whatever you need to get to the thing you really want and at the end of the day look at that guy he you know may, maybe didn't control at the time how much money he had all those things but he had control over the situation and to take those small steps to where he wanted to go and that's what he did and you may be in a spot where you're like telling yourself oh but i can't because i'm quarantined and i just you know it's impossible but at the end of the day, there's always some steps you can take towards that. There's some rituals and routines and habits that you can start implementing already to get there and to get you closer to, you know, 
to that fulfillment, to that potential that you're trying to achieve. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, of, of course, it's um, yeah. a weird example, but the same principles apply to anything in, in life, really, you know? And it's funny because it, it, it's not like most advice we hear on, on social media, which can sometimes be like, oh, you know, if you have this dream, this passion, just leave everything behind and go follow it. Because for most people, you know, you can't do that. You live in the real world and you can't afford to risk it all. But, but yeah. you can do it like that guy did, you know? You can keep on working your job and on the side, improve on what you really want to do and, yep. and then get to a point where you can sustain yourself off of that and leave your job, you know? And this is an approach that no one wants to hear because, you know, this requires patience, this requires uh, fortitude and resilience. And, you know, it's much more boring than just leaving everything behind and, and making this night-to-day -to difference in, in your life, you know? But yep. that's not how life works, really. And you have all these kind of, now I'm going to a bit off on a rant, but you have all these social media influencers like, promising all these things, work from home, make passive income and all this yep. Yep. chatter. But, you know, I'm not saying that's not possible, but uh, I mean, it's not going to happen from night to day. You're not yeah. going to yeah. change your life radically from one day to the other one. I really, I, I used to believe that was how things work, but now I, I just simply don't believe that anymore because in life, something I've discovered is that consistency will always be the first thing that that really gets you places it's not anything else you i'm not saying you can have strokes of luck you can i'm just saying you can't rely on that but you can always rely on consistency let's give the example of like the the rapper that wrote the song the whole town road uh what's his name little nas, little nas x little nas x yeah you know that guy went from broke to millionaire in in a week okay that's that happens you know it's one of those scenarios that it can happen but you know he's one in in, in seven billion people you know yeah yeah and do you i mean you can focus on those cases and, and try to live your life by that but should you do you think that case i mean that may teach you something because i, I guarantee you that it didn't happen from night to day like we see it because he, he was doing the scrapping stuff and working on his music for a long time before that so i'd argue first that his whole life led him there and and then the stroke of luck happened but yeah, even sure. then, that's not normal to happen, and you can't rely on that. Yeah, but because, like I was saying, because you can always the, rely on consistency. At the end of the day as well, um, because, you know, maybe he got the external results, of course, but at the end of the day, because, you know, it was very sudden and very, you know, not from one day to the other, but it was very fast what you're, you know, ex what you expect normally, I guarantee you that that didn't fulfill him. I don't think he feels more fulfilled now than he did before maybe he's more comfortable maybe he's you know having more fun because he has more money but you know a lot of times that doesn't change how you kind of how you view life at the end of the day um because the same patterns are there the same you know things that are good and that are bad at the end of the day are kind of the same not saying that you know if he was very poor and then he's, he get that of course his life is better but just to say that when we're talking about consistency and all this it is about you know getting the results but above all it's about you know, it's, it's enjoying the process. It's finding that meaning in the process because, you know, it's that thing. You, you want to get to the top of the mountain, but that's 1% of the time being on top of the mountain. The other 99% is you walking there. And if you're not enjoying the walking, if you're not finding your meaning in that walking, then you're going to be in for a surprise when you get to the top because it's going to be just, you know, you're going to get there and you're going to realize, you know, holy shit, I've all this work and all this anticipation, hating my life until I got here, for what? Now I feel very empty. Now I feel, you know, not complete. 
at all. And, you know, you can look at a lot of uh, athletes who won the gold medal. They share that feeling, which is I was struggling every day. I was putting myself through, lit not literally, you know, I was putting myself through hell. And then I got there and it was like, oh, this is it. I just get a medal for all this. All right. And you, you got to have to think in those terms as well. You know, of course, sometimes I, I do think in practical terms, you know, you can get very fast results by, you know, by learning certain information and applying it and all that. But if you're looking at results in the long term, it is always about having those right actions, but you need to be consistent because if you're not, you know, any success you, you have will be very short lived. That's a great point, actually, because also, even when you, like you're saying, when you achieve those things, you got to make sure that you're working for the right reasons. Because, you know, we live in this very material world and there's nothing wrong with having material objectives, but they need to be placed in this kind of context that, that fits your whole life. So we're talking about the example of the athlete that wins the medal. The medal by itself, <coughs> excuse me, means nothing, you know, it's just a piece of, it's an object, a material object. Obviously, the value behind the medal is what it represents. That's like, that's the case for everything in life. But you need to choose the, these things properly because if you don't choose it, if you don't make like a, an accurate choice, if you don't think about these scenarios in the future, you'll, yeah. what will happen is you'll achieve this thing you've been looking for in your life. Let's say it's money. You achieve, you get, you start making uh, $10,000 uh, a month. And that's what, that was your goal for a long time. I'm not saying that's a bad goal. I'm just saying... Think about why you want that goal. What does that goal represent to you? And will you actually be happier and more fulfilled when you achieve that? Or maybe <laughs> is your happiness not in the daily process to get there? In the consistency that you must put in every single day? Do you, are you not happy and fulfilled doing what you are doing every day in order to get to that goal? Because if you're not, I would argue that that's not a good goal. Because if you, yep. all we have in this world... and I'm rereading the, the, the book, The Power of Now, and so this is something I feel now more than, than before, is that all we have really, it's kind of cliche, but it is the present. And the present in the sense that it's this daily life, every single day. You know, this is what you have. The, this, yeah. the same interactions you do with your family, with your friends, the same work you do every single day. This is like 90% of your life. And if you are not actively enjoying those 90%, it's not the other 10% that's going to make up for it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, um, but it's very easy to fall in the trap of, you know, yeah, that's focusing on those on the top of the mountain. Oh my God, 10K per month. I'm going to be riding a Lamborghini. First of all, you're not because that's not enough money. But that, that, then, then that's all another thing. It's our expectations don't really match reality. You know, people I think feel like, oh, if you, when, when I earn 10K per month, my life will be perfect. I won't need anything else. But then no, because you're because then what you want changes as well. Maybe now what you want is just to you know maybe you want to buy the food you want and live in a, a very you know instead of living in a room you want to live in a, a flat for yourself. But you think once you get those things you're gonna stop there, or do you want will now you want to drive the Lamborghini and go for a four bedroom apartment or something like that? You know, of course you will because that's how humans work. That's you know we're always driven to to get what we don't have right now and. Of course, that's a lot how we work, and there's nothing wrong with that, in my opinion. But it's all about, you know, understanding that. And then, like we're discussing here, it's if you're not going to be focusing on the process and on the way there, then you're, you know, you can look to. There's so many examples of this of people 
who just wanted a goal, who kind of got angry and mad and sacrificed everything for it. And then look what that got them. And a lot of times that just got them pain, frustration, not enjoying what they got. A good example of this, go watch the Michael Jordan um, speech when he got induced into the Hall of Fame. It's one of the weirdest things you can do. But you just see like, it's like him just (laughs) being angry at everyone and upset at pretty much everyone. And for no reason, he was retired already. He was already finished. But you see kind of the anger that pushed him to the heights of greatness that he achieved, you know, playing while he had the flu, all that shit and winning so many rings. But that comes with a downside as well. And I think a lot what what we don't talk about is that, you know, a lot of times those people who got all those great results, that came at a cost, a cost that most of us are not willing to pay. Look at Tiger Woods, look at Michael Jordan, look at Kobe to some extent in some years of his career, then was able to adjust. But a lot of those top performers that are crazy to that extent, that comes with a lot of problems too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you obviously that those that motivation that they have, like when they're, when it's fueled by anger, by resentment, it it shows in different areas of life. You cannot contain it. You can be very good at this one thing, but it will spread across your life. And the, the examples you gave were, were perfect. It, it happens, and so. But it happens to a lesser extent to all of us because obviously those cases are the extreme because those are the extremes of humanity. You know, mm-hmm. we that's why we pay attention to them because they are doing what uh, almost every single human can't do. That's what sports is basically, and uh, or singing or whatever it, it may be. We we pay attention to those extreme examples, and but with that extremity comes extremity in most areas of life. In in some cases, which where you don't want them, but it happens to us. To a lesser extent, I think, in in every in everyday life, to most people, you know, why are you motivated to do what you do? What are your what is your purpose? Have you actually chosen your your like your life mission, your purpose? And if you haven't, you know, maybe you are being driven by these external things that you didn't really impose on yourself. Most people, let, let's say, go back to the example I gave from the influencers trying to pass this message of of, of getting you working from home, passive income, blah blah blah. Which, by the way. There's not, uh, with this whole quarantine, you'd expect that message to increase, mm-hmm. but I haven't heard it that much, so yeah. I don't know what's happening there. <laughs> but uh, also, you know, th- those are, be- those are uh, why is that appealing? Why is that such a, a growing market? Because society tells us that success is, is being rich, making money and, and being famous. And I'm not saying you can't want to be those things, but I'm saying you should choose those things. You shouldn't just let society choose that for you and tell you that that's what success means you must choose your definition of success because if you don't choose it you'll just you'll be more i think you you you're more apt to be motivated by these feelings of resentment and anger because it's something you didn't choose It, it was imposed on you and so there's always this subconscious feeling that you have of of like resentment and if you aren't a self-aware person or if you never experienced like uh or if you never had much uh, any habits that have like uh, primed you for being self-aware like uh, meditation, journaling just whatever it may be you won't notice these things until something catastrophic happens Yeah, and you don't want to get to that point because that's really where bad stuff happens and maybe some relationships are broken forever and some things can't be fixed like the case you know Tiger Woods you know he kind of broke his family apart because of, of what happened and, and obviously most people aren't doing that but you are like kind of depriving yourself of your full potential by doing these things, by being motivated by, with, by unknown factors, 
by not being self-aware enough to know what's happening inside you. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think it's time more now than ever to, to really try to have these boring conversations with ourselves, sit down, write, whatever it may be, what you need to do with your life. Why, why are you not actively enjoying it? Why do you always sense that there's something wrong with you? You know, these questions are very boring and <laughs> dreadful, but they need to be asked. Yeah, and I like—I yeah, really like how you really touched like there on the, you know, you know, if you don't choose these things for yourself, they will be imposed onto you, consciously or not, by, you know, what you see on TV, what you see, the ads that are shown to you on YouTube, on Facebook, all that stuff. Because a lot of times, you know, people who I also talk to, whether they're, you know, join the mentoring or not, one thing, one thing that's, you know, vastly common among them is that they don't really have very, you know, they never wrote goals they have. And the ones they have were like very spontaneous, very you know, vague, just went going by feeling. And what that shows me as well is that, yeah, it was kind of imposed on them. Maybe they saw a, a, no, an, an ad on YouTube about the scene with a guy with a six pack. And all of a sudden they got this urge inside them like, oh my gosh, I'm so inadequate compared to him. I have to go work out now. But it wasn't really conscious. It wasn't really them that, were, that sat down and, and were like, oh, okay. Maybe I really want to improve in this area of my life. This is what's going to take. This is what I'm going to have to do. It's going to take to get to that shape probably the rest of my life. But I'm willing to give that and give up the pleasures that I, I won't be able to have that come with having a body like that. But uh, no one d does that. And that's why a lot of people just fucking give up after one month, two months. Because, you know, no concrete goal, no plan to get there. And then it's just so, without any of those, it's so easy to, well, forget where you were even going. And then if you forget that, you know, you start to forget why you're putting all this effort in. And if you forget that, then you're not going to do any of these things. And I do believe that now with the quarantine, with all this time we have at home, this is the perfect time to, you know, for how bad it can be or perceived to be. Now it's the perfect time for you to focus on these things. Because more than ever, and this will probably never happen again in your life if everything goes well, never ever again will you be forced to be at home with every fucking store closed with you having to you know having all that time for yourself with without with less distractions than ever so i would really recommend like tiago said focus on meditation on journaling and actually choosing what you want to do for yourself and not allowing you know other people to impose this onto you i mean uh, that's it i think that's all i i have to say about that topic i also think we kind of most people are being massacred with all this coronavirus thing and I think to a certain extent <laughs> yeah. we just kind of need to resume our daily lives and just make the adjustments necessary to it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that being said, I kind of I think we could end here and just do this one about this. Now, that being said, this was a Searching for Meaning podcast. Uh, just before we end, uh, if you noticed, we had to do the third part of the principles book, but... Uh, we did it. I forgot to record my part while talking. My bad. But yeah, we're not going to do that again because none of us like that book that much. So, oh, well, you're going to have to read it for yourself if you want. But if, if you've, you know, you care for our opinion, you probably won't. Um, and yeah, but next week, next book review, uh, the book by Alan Watts, which I'm forgetting the name right now. Yeah, Becoming What You Are. And yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.